24-7. That was the lead. Ironically, also, the amount of time I'm in pain as a Lions fan. Welcome, all you beautiful people, to the podcast. This is Shrek Attack. I am Shrek, and I attack. But this week, I'm a little bit more on the sad side. Brandon Shrek and Goss, full name. And if you want to follow me on social medias, it's at the real B Shrek. That is the real B S C H R E C. I'm not an ogre. If you look it up and you don't find me, I'm not there. You can also find Shrek Attack on Facebook, Instagram, and the TikToks now. If you look up TikTok, it's Shrek.attack. That is Shrek period attack. Because for some reason, whenever I typed in Shrek Attack, TikTok decided to put a period in between the words. I don't know. I didn't try to put a space or anything there. TikTok is just a dumb app in my opinion. But I have it because... As a person, I may hate it, but as a content creator, I realize it may be needed to grow. Before diving into my pain and misery, let's do a few housekeeping things. I got myself a whiteboard. It was just a blank whiteboard. It's now hanging on my wall. It's for podcast ideas. If you have something you want me to talk about, let me know. I'll write it on my whiteboard and we will get to it. So far, we have some guests lined up. I don't have particular dates for them. There's no dates lined up because when it happens, it will happen. And whenever I know when it's going to go up, I will let you know it's going to go up. That's something we can get excited for. We have Mitch Yard coming on eventually. We have Rob Shelton Jr. coming on eventually. The LaRoche Cross Country team wants to be on. Filthy Rocktinkowski. My buddy Phil wants to come on. And of course, Overrated is going to be a reoccurring guest as well as I imagine the Clinically Average podcast because we all worked really well together. Some topics coming up is going to be the most likely scenario that we think the apocalypse is going to happen. I say we because I have some guests for that one. And by guest, I mean they won't be with me live, but they are going to get their own uninterrupted segment on that episode. They will be talking for like probably two to five minutes loosely about the how they think the world is going to end, the most likely scenario. I know there's some pretty wild ones coming in. And then afterwards, I will talk about how I think the world is going to end, the most likely apocalypse scenario for me. I want to experiment with this format for opinion-based shows that I'm doing because I think it's very important that we aren't here to just interrupt each other. And that way they just get an uninterrupted platform and then afterwards I can be like, yeah, that was fucking dumb. Uh, or, yeah, I agree. But no, I, I probably won't call it fucking dumb. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I want them to have an uninterrupted platform because I know I'm one of those people where like whenever you're talking, I'm like, ah, yes, I need to ask a general question before hearing the end of it for some fucking reason. I'm trying to make myself become better. But I'm on a solo podcast now, so I'm very used to talking whenever I want to. 
A couple other ideas I have is that you guys give me some top fives that you want to hear, and I'll give you my top fives of whatever category. If you don't give me top fives, I will still do it because it's so easy to come up with top five categories. Like, we can do top five fucking anime, songs, you know, what, whatever. I, top five games of all time. Top five, shut the fuck up, Discord. Top five, uh, you know, whatever. Animals, numbers. Top five numbers would be real interesting, actually. If you had, like, top five numbers that you liked and had a real purpose behind them. I'm no, actually as I'm saying that that sounds boring, but I'm going to add it to the list. Add it to the list. Whereas Wolfie would say, write that down, write that down. Now in the future we will discuss the Super Bowl briefly, but I think another idea that I have, since I'm very football like dependent, like I fall back on football and video games a lot because those are my comfort zones. Uh, another idea that I have is maybe going through each NFL team and saying what they need this off season. I could do one in episode, two in episode, three in episode, because I feel like I'm going to be able to get through them relatively quickly, as you'll see whenever I'm discussing the lines here in about two to three, five minutes, I don't know. Uh, time is irrelevant. I can talk as long or as short as I want. It's a beautiful thing about doing a solo podcast. And then maybe I can have guests based off, like, you know, somebody's favorite team. Like, the Lions are my team, so I'm just going to cover them. But for the Jags, I could have Rob on. I could have Jason on. For the Panthers, I could have... Uh, overrated on for the Steelers I could have overrated on I could have you know the clinically average boys on because they're Steelers fans uh, it's just like I have options and I think it's uh, something cool to go over you know what not only I think the team probably needs to do but as well as what actual fans of the team thinks they need to do but for Steelers fans I could actually probably just yell out on the street like well, what do you want the Steelers to do this offseason? They'll all be like, find a fucking quarterback. Uh, or or they, maybe they support Kenny Pickett. I don't know. I would like to see him get a real chance without fucking Matt Canada. But they're also talking to Arthur Smith right now. And if you know, you know. If you don't, you just expect to get to know your backup tight end real well. So let's get down into it. Let's talk about the line season and how it exceeded expectations and how I should just be overjoyed about that. And I mean, I, I am. I... I I'm very excited about the season I had. I never in my wildest dreams expected to go 12-5 and five and make it all the way to the NFC Conference Championship uh, round. It just wasn't something I could fathom. I thought we would go maybe like 10-7. and seven. I, I Just because like our division was pretty god-awful most of the year. Up until the end where teams started to figure it out a little. I 100% expected to win the division and I expected to get one playoff win. I did not expect the second playoff game to be against the Bucks, which should have been a lot more free than it was. I did expect the Lions to beat the Rams, despite how hard of a matchup that was going to be for them. I just thought they had it because it was in their home field. And it really helped that the second game was against the Bucks because that also happened to be at their home field. Now, the reason I say that this sucks a lot more than it should is because in the third game against the 49ers in the NFC Conference Championships. If they win, they go to the Super Bowl. They had a 24-7 lead at halftime, and then the fucking third quarter that has been dreadful all fucking year happens. And this was the most unfortunate fucking change of momentum I ever saw in my life. The Lions, all right, first off, I'd like to get it. I understand why they went on fourth down each of the times they went on fourth down. I'm not, like, I stand with... Dan Campbell. I'm not trying to get him fired. I understand, but 
there's a lot of things that we gotta talk about here. First and foremost, uh, whenever so like a lot of the internet is afraid to criticize Dan Campbell, and I don't know. I I think it's a it's healthy to let him hear some criticism. Uh, but he says that he does not regret going it for on fourth down. And you know what? Not that he's ever going to hear me criticize him, but it, it, I get it. The fourth down on fourth and three or less has been wildly successful for him this year. I think at like 83% they have converted fourth and three or less, which twice they failed in this game. However, I, I, and I mean, he's very live by the balls and die by the balls. I don't, I don't know how else to phrase this. Like Dan Campbell in certain situations, like you think I'm pussy and you know, it's just wild, but you're up two scores for the first fourth down conversion that you attempt. And I get it. You want to stick the dagger and I get it that Michael Bashley historically is not a great kicker, but for some reason you got rid of Riley Patterson in the middle of the season for him. And then in the playoffs, he hasn't met, like he's been good. He's been good. Why not? You're up two scores, 14 points. Now, if you are up 11 points, yeah, sure. Go for it. You're up 14 points. That field goal, you make it. That's a three fucking score game, which is so much harder to come uh, overcome than a two score game. By him missing, not converting that fourth down, it starts the swing of momentum into the 49ers' favor. And they had the fucking most lucky catch because the Lions don't have a good cornerback. It bounces off Vindor's fucking face mask into the air. Brandon Ayuk, with his long-ass arms, just reaches out and grabs it. Like, dude, for real. Like, Brandon Ayuk's arms are, like, way longer than any average person's arms. But he just reaches out, grabs it, catches it, because Vindor, with his arms around the ball and it hitting off his face mask, can't get the interception, even though he should have. And then they score off that. Next uh, next drive, Jameer Gibbs lines up wrong. Rookie mistake, which I, it's fine, but it's not fine because it's in the NFC conference game. You've been amazing all season, and here's where you line up wrong. And then it results in a fumble, which is another 49ers score. And that's the two-score game. That's pretty easy to overcome with mistakes. At this point, the Lions offense needs to settle down and they become almost too conservative, and the 49ers get the ball back, and they kick a field goal. There it is. There's the lead in favor of the 49ers. And Dan Campbell on fourth down has a chance to kick the field goal and tie it up. And this is another one where, hey, man, if you're down a touchdown, you're down fucking five, six points. Yeah, dude, go for it on fourth down. But in this situation, like this is the thing that Dan Campbell needs to work on is situational football. We all love the balls of Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down all the time. But there are situations where you need to take the points. And if he kicks that field goal, it's a tie game. Yeah, there's a chance that his kicker misses it. But he hasn't missed yet in the playoffs. Like, go for it. Like, kick the fucking field goal. Get the game tied. Kick the field goal. Get the three-score lead. It's just... A lot of people are like, yeah, if you think the decision-making of Dan Campbell's the problem, get the fuck out of here. We don't want you as a Detroit fan. And it's like, he need like, no, 
yes, I support his decision. I'm not going to question it. But at the same time, in a situation like this, I just want to see him grow and learn and maybe be like, yeah, it would have been well if we took the points because guess what? They lost by three. They kick and make those two field goals. They win by three. It's an entire different fucking story. And the fans are just so fucking enamored by him, which I get. I'd run through a fucking wall for Dan Campbell. But you got... You, you, MCDC is incredible, but you have to hope that he grows and learns from this. And a three-score lead is a good thing. Tying the game is a good thing. You can't just all the time think, like, oh, you think I'm pussy? No, I get this. Because it's a different situation. Uh, it's It's not... We have fourth and three. We're going for it every 100% of the time. Look at the situation. We're up 14 points. Kicking the field goal makes it a three-score game. We're down three points. Kicking that field goal ties the game. Not only are those momentum killers and momentum getters, but if you fail and gain a fourth down conversion is fucking hard, even with an 83 percentage of success, which I had to phrase weird because I, my brain is apparently just working backwards. I don't know. Sound like Yoda. Ah, percentage of success you get. Fuck, what the fuck did I just do? Anyway, yeah, no, so the first criticism I have here is those fourth down decisions. Like, people don't want to criticize it, but it needs criticized in this case just because it's situational. It's not, we don't, he trusts his players, and that's good. But it's not a 100%. We go for it on fourth and three or less 100% of the time. This situation calls for a field goal. This situation calls for something else. That's all I have to say about Dan Campbell. The next thing I have to say is, like, the unfortunate shit happening. It's just, like, it, it's that. We got so unlucky. The catch off the face mask. The missed holding call on, on the defense. The fumble... It's just everything kind of added up into the 49ers' favor. And I'm not one of those people that are like, it's rigged. But good God, Josh Reynolds all year has been incredible over the middle. And he had not an easy catch, but a catch that you should be able to make in the NFL. A catch that he's made hundreds of times. And then a wide open drop. And it's just like, all the money was on Detroit. It feels bad. I, I don't think the game's rigged, but like... Things happen in such a way that it looked so goddamn rigged. And like I said, that's what I mean whenever I say, like, this was the most unlucky game I've ever seen in the second half. And I've watched the fucking 28-3 Falcons, but, like, we all knew the Falcons were capable of choking that away. The Lions are normally just, like, a really good, steady team at, well, not historically, but this year. And I get, like, they've never been here before. There's a lot of pressure, but... God, with that opening, with the way they started this game, they were up 24-7. to It's just, it's uncharacteristic because this is a well-disciplined team. And we need to talk about the corners needing replaced. Uh, Cam Sutton and Jerry Jacobs, who got benched and hasn't played since, like, I don't know, week 14 or some shit. And uh, Val Valdir, Valdor, Finn, I don't even fucking... I said his name earlier, and I can't even think of it right now because the ball fucking hit off his face mask, and I'm pissed that he didn't get the pick. Chauncey Gardner, Johnson Jr., talked shit on Debo Samuel all fucking week, and then he acted like the game was over at halftime, and then 
he lost. He and he had one of the worst grades in that game. So he's and he had, he was on one year contract. We're stuck with Cam Sutton, but Chauncey Gardner Johnson Jr. Whenever he's gone, won't miss him. All he did was talk shit. Didn't back it up. And I'm sure whenever we let him go, he'll talk a lot of shit on Detroit. Cause he did the same thing with the Saints and the Eagles. Uh, it's one of those situations. He's on your team. You love him because he's getting people fired up by talking all the shit. But then you realize towards the end, whenever you look at how he actually played, and it's like, eh, you know, I won't miss him. I won't miss him. I don't know. Hell of a season. Hell of a season. And one thing I can say is uh, they aren't the same old lines. Even with that loss, even with that loss, not the same old lines. They are the brand new lines, and I think they're only going to get better. Uh, Dan Campbell had a lot of confidence going into that game, and after the game, he said that may have been our only opportunity. So I don't, I don't like seeing that. I don't like seeing him kind of falling back like that could have been it. It seems like such a scapegoat. Like you've been motivational and confident all this time. You know that your team's only going to get better, at least if you keep drafting and shit the way you did. Like, let's look at it. Like, the record was dog shit. Last year, they were nine... Well, two years ago, it was dog shit. Last year, they were nine and eight, and a Seattle loss away from making the playoffs. This year, 12 and five, no doubt, made the playoffs all the way to the NFC Conference Championship. You should be saying, yeah, boys, this sucks, but next year, we can get it. Not this. This could have been our only chance. He, he. I mean, Dan was probably in his feels. We're all in our feels right now. If, if we're Lions fans, and the players are in their feels, I would imagine because they were almost there and they should have had it. The reason I say that this is such a swift kick to the nuts is because we shown that we had it. I had hope. I don't get hope, and I was hurt. This is why I don't get hope. Every time I get hope, I fucking end up hurt. Hope is not a good thing for me, but I'm hopeful for next season, which I'm prepared to get hurt. Speaking of next season, let's quickly go over the team needs and why I hope they do this offseason, which this is the part that I will be doing for every team if you guys so please or so wish. Yeah, so wish. Uh, this is the part that I can sit down, I can look at team needs, what I think they should do in the offseason. And just get it covered. And the first thing I want to see is a Jared Goff contract extension. A lot of people probably listening are still like, yeah, you're still too high on Jared Goff. That motherfucker's been to the Super Bowl. It's unfortunate he lost it. That motherfucker just took the Lions. The fucking Lions. You haven't had a playoff win in 32 years. I haven't seen a playoff win until this year of my life to the NFC Conference Championship. Fuck off with your Jared Goff hate. Lions need to get Penny Swole back. They need to extend him. I think that time's coming up. And then they need to find a way. I, I think in free agency, they will be able to get another edge rusher. They need somebody opposite of Hutch. Hutch has been incredible this entire season, especially down the stretch. And in the playoffs, he had like eight sacks in four games, which is just great. Crazy. Incredible. To think about and because he gets all the focus uh james houston coming back certainly should help him but they need somebody else because injuries are fairly common in football and they just need more edge rushers i think that's incredibly doable in free agency uh probably they'll i think they won't even have to break the bank for it and if they do have to break the bank they have plenty of cap space even with extending jared goff i think they need a corner uh, so far this corner uh for agency class looks pretty weak 
So hopefully in the draft, I haven't looked into the draft much at all. Uh, they are able to find a corner. I think they very well should be able to uh, at this point. And last year, I think they should have got a corner. Uh, Christian Gonzalez was available. Joey Porter Jr. was available. Uh, I love Gibbs and Cam uh, Jack Campbell, but it's uh, they, they need a corner so fucking bad. Or another edge rusher, which th- maybe get one edge rusher in free agency and another edge rusher in uh, the draft. I think those are both very possible and definitely something they should do. They need to focus on that defense. That defense is their Achilles heel right now. The offense is perfect. Another person who should probably get extended is uh, Josh Reynolds. Despite having two crucial drops in this game, he has been incredible all season. And I think he'll come back for a bargain. Very cheap contract. And uh, he's a very reliable third wide receiver. And I say third wide receiver because he played wide receiver two all year. But JMO has been stepping up. And Jamison Williams is going to be the number two receiver behind Amon Ross St. Brown next year. And I think just the trio of having Amon Ra, St. Brown, Jamison Williams, and Josh Reynolds is going to be plenty for them. And they will probably extend Donathan uh, Peoples-Jones to a small contract as well. And that's a, that's a healthy wide receiver core right there. Alongside Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. It, the defense is going to be just fine. Assuming... And here is the elephant in the room that Ben Johnson either does not get paid what he wants to get paid and stays or the more likely scenario that they replace him with somebody competent. And I fucking hope if he leaves, I I mean, I'm going to be big sad. I'm prepared. I think he's going to leave. I think he's going to get paid whatever he wants paid because he has done an incredible job over the past two seasons. And it, it, it's it's sad. It's a sad time for being a Lions fan because this was the season that we could have done it. But I think there's uh, future opportunities, but Ben Johnson's going to definitely leave us, uh, I feel, and we'll have to find a competent replacement. Hopefully. Hopefully. But there's so much talent on that offense that even if we find somebody mediocre, that offense should be fine. Best offensive line in the league, Jared Goff, is more than capable and all the weapons in the world. <laughs> ah, ben Johnson has decided to stay in Detroit. So, good news. Let's fucking go. End post-editing note. He did that as I was recording. So, fucking great. Let's fucking go. End post-editing note. Now, defensively, we might have an issue. Uh, we're going to probably lose Aaron Glenn as well, the defensive coordinator. Which I don't think is as big of a deal. However... We have been slowly getting pieces, you know, Hutch, Houston, uh, Jack Campbell, uh, all pieces, Derek Barnes, to fit Aaron Glenn's style. Uh, And apparently his style doesn't include any corners. So we have pieces for his, so we are going to have to find pieces that, and, and I believe Hutch, Campbell, and you know, all these guys are able to switch into a different role, but we're going to have to hope to find more pieces to fit somebody else's scheme. And I don't know what kind of scheme we're going to look for. I've seen a lot of people say if Aaron Glenn leaves, we'll look at a Vic Fangio. And I just, I really don't want a Vic Fangio scheme in this day and age. It was really good 
whenever all these gunslingers were just like throwing it deep and getting intercepted. Now it's kind of, you can dink and dunk your way through it and a lot of people have just have it figured out and I just don't want it. God, worst case scenario, Joe Barry. If they pick up Joe Barry off the Packers, I think the Lions are smarter than that. I want to believe the Lions are smart, smarter than that, but Joe Barry got destroyed all fucking year for the past, like, however long he's been the defensive coordinator of the Packers. And I know because I've seen it. The only, like, good game Joe Barry ever had was against the Lions on Thanksgiving this year, and that was more of the Waxes, Skibbis, Moon, or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. I, I just know this defense needs help. This defense is the Achilles heel, and they need some corners. They need some people capable of defending outside the middle, all over the fucking field. And another pass rusher to put a little bit more pressure on quarterbacks because Hutch is getting double, triple team. That was the big issue on Thanksgiving. Hutchinson was literally getting triple teamed every fucking play. Nobody else could get to the quarterback. Ali McNeil has really stepped up, but I think he was injured that game. And like I said, they are thin at the defensive line. Very thin. They need depth there. They need somebody else to help get to the quarterback, as well as people to help defend the backside. I think linebackers are actually shockingly in a good place. I like Antoloni. I like Jack Campbell. I, I like Derek Barnes, even. I like uh, Gonzalez. So they, they have a really good linebacking core, I feel, in place where they have depth that's very young and still developing. It, it's a matter of can they keep them and continue to develop them. I don't know. I, I look forward to the future. This has been an awesome season. I hope it's only going to get better. Dan Campbell's not going anywhere. Brad Holmes isn't going anywhere. And as long as Brad Holmes is in charge of the drafts, like I, I can't question him. I questioned him last season with Gibbs and Campbell, and, I mean, look at him. Sam Laporta, look at him. Like, Mike Mayer was available, and I thought that's who they should have taken, but after seeing Sam Laporta, like, nah, I don't know shit. And Brad Holmes, I trust, but please, Brad, please get a fucking corner, because I might just go insane if we don't. So, uh, that's, uh, that's it. That's all I have to say about the lines, uh, what I think they need to do, what I believe they need. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please let me know. Let me know what I could do better in this situation, how I could explain it better, if I need to go into more detail with certain things, because I just kind of wing this. You know, I'm very much a sit down and talk off the top of my head. I don't like writing down notes. It's just really hard for me to look down and not sound like I'm just reading off a fucking script and I sound like a robot. This way I'm able to get a little bit of personality in with... Uh, personality with me it's funny because i'm just a fucking monotone bitch but i'm able to just kind of wing it in free flow as opposed to like sounding like a goddamn robot and i hate whenever i sound like a robot there were a couple episodes way earlier where i was reading off of notes and i just sounded so scripted and awful in my opinion let me know what you think of this, what areas I could go into more detail on, and if you would like to hear this for more teams, or if there are only select teams you want to hear this for. Like, maybe nobody wants to hear about the Cowboys, because, you know, fuck the Cowboys. And I'm perfectly okay if you just want to hear about, like, five to ten teams. That's okay with me. I am a man of the people. I want to give you guys what you want to listen to. And I want to thank you for this incredible time I'm having on this podcast. I never expected to have more than three listeners, but at this point, like, I have people <laughs> reaching out to me and telling me that they're listening to, and I was like, I never expected it to ever get to you. I'm going to sit down with Mitch here soon. We're going to get our plans laid out. I'm going to sit down with Phil 
pretty soon and we're going to get our plans laid out because they're both uh, in the content realm right now and I think it's good to help each other help each other if that makes any sense of the sentence. Uh, overrated will be back on for the uh, Apocalypse podcast so far. I have overrated and Filthy Feel as well as the Clinically Average podcast all lined up. I'm going to talk to Mitch about it. I'm going to talk to Rob Shelton Jr. about it. And we'll see what we are able to come up with for the Apocalypse episode. I think that's going to be a real fun one whenever we do do it. And uh, the Super Bowl is set up here for a couple weeks. I have a couple of things going on. I think next week's going to be my top five, maybe. No, actually, I think next week's going to be my Spotify prediction slash uh, Super Bowl prediction. I think uh, the prediction theme will go pretty well for next week. So that, I, I believe that's what we are going to do. Next week, prediction week, sounds pretty good to me. And then after the Super Bowl, I'm very excited because this entire football season, I will probably do it next football season, I have been waiting for the games to end to record my podcast, which just so happens to be the busiest part of my week because of my work schedule. After football season ends... I'm going to be able to sit down and record any day of the week that I want because the football season is the only thing I stay current with. I don't really care about other things happening in the world. Like, I will talk about video games and stuff, but we just, during football season, you know, as a Lions fan, as a football fan in general, I want to talk about football. But with it ending, I'm excited because I can actually sit down and record any day of the week I can record like five podcasts in one week if I want to then I have a backlog of podcasts so I can work on bigger projects like I want to get video out at some time this year and that's going to be a project where I'm going to sit down record a few weeks worth of podcasts and then do some research because I need and if you have suggestions I something I need is a free video editing software I don't want to put money into this yet. I have a really good mic. I have, you know, a good free stuff. Whenever I listen to myself, I'm like, hell, I, I have decent quality. I think I am a decent quality podcast. So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things coming up after football where I'm going to actually be able to plan and have stuff out and I'll be able to record because I won't be focusing on anything current happening. And then I might be able to get a backlog going which you guys won't know what's backlogged and what's not, but I'm pretty open with you guys. So we'll be able to work on bigger projects then and smaller projects. It's going to be really cool, I think. It's going to be good for the growth of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy, please share it with a friend. If you have a friend that you believe will enjoy this, please share it with them. That's that's the best way to grow is word of mouth. Another really good way for me to to help me grow that's absolutely free and doesn't cost, like doesn't hurt you at all it takes about two seconds is to rate the podcast and leave a comment. Interactions help uh, Spotify know that people want to listen and they're enjoying this, and then it pushes it towards other people. That that's for all of the uh, podcast that listening forms. Like leave me a rating, and the more ratings I get, the more I get pushed out. It's a really quick, simple way to help me out. If you see me post something on the Shrek Attack Facebook, the Shrek Attack Instagram, the my own Facebook and Instagram if I'm talking about it, feel free to hit that share button. That share button really helps. It pushes me towards more people to listen. And I mean, not, my podcast, I'm sure it's not for everyone, but I do appreciate every single person who takes the time 
to either listen to me or even put me on in the background. A view is a view is a view, you know? So once like I finish this every way, every, uh, every podcast I finish by saying thank you so much for helping me enjoy my life a little bit because my life is pretty hectic and this is how I have fun. A lot of people ask me, dude, why are you doing a podcast? It's fun for me. So you're helping me have fun and enjoy life and a life that I don't typically that's well, if you listen to the clinically average podcast last week where I was on, you know, I did not enjoy life too much in the past. I'm enjoying it now. I feel like I'm growing as a person. I feel like I've grown as a person. We'll get into it. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast with the clinically average podcast boys, Rick and Wolf, please go listen to it. I do believe it was a really good, fun podcast, and it's a good one to listen to. If you haven't listened to the Madden rant, it exists, and I know a lot of people wanted that. That's why I'm bringing it up now. It's in the past. Overrated. I did a podcast with him. Please go listen to it. Lots of fun. Anytime I have a guest, no, that's going to be a really fun podcast because that's what I'm focusing on. I want to not only emphasize my podcast, but their podcast because they're really good. And anytime I work with somebody, we're going to bounce back and have a lot of fun. It's a, it's nice having a break from my voice and hearing somebody else's as well. And as I end every single podcast, hit the fucking music. Let's go. Yeah.